last time I didn't go to church. Like, she's like, it's been years since I have ever missed. And I was like, I started thinking about that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lana. Like, I've missed more than you've missed, like, being gone. Or, and I thought about that. Like, if we, um, besides, like, being gone, like, vacation, like, we're not in town, but we go somewhere else or something like that. But I looked at that, and she s- and, I, and I thought, you know what? She never gets tired. She never is like, I don't want to get up and go to church. I don't want to do this or that. And I thought, how do you do that? Unless you're living in the rest of the Lord. And I thought, wow, God, that is, that's amazing. And the people who seem to always need rest, they seem to have been pulling themselves out of the things of God. And they get more tired. <laughs> because the rest, true rest for our spirit, for our soul and our body, are going to be in the, in the things of God. So there's just a tip for you that if you want rest, press into God because he's the one that, he created it. He knows exactly what you need. So that was good. <laughs> so, and that's what, it, about the presence is not always this weird thing like, oh, it's like it's rushing wind and, and we just feel it and we get the, you know, the Holy Spirit goosebumps. We're just shaking. You know, and I've seen God work like that. But do you guys know that the presence of God is a, pers- is, is a person? It's in the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Who do you think the presence is? Holy Spirit. God's the Father. Jesus came in the flesh. And the Holy Spirit is the presence of God because it can live in us. It can fall on us. You know, Jesus could not live. He could teach many people, but he wasn't living in, inside of them because he didn't release the Holy Spirit. So when they, that's what we need to look at and say, Okay, the presence of God is always in us because we have the person of the Holy Spirit. It's not the church. You don't just feel the presence when you come to church and we play a really good song that you know all the words to. I mean, that helps, right? <laughs> it helps to like, you know, just sing into the Lord. But that's not, it's, it's not this corporate gather, gathering has become like this message of the presence. Like when we get together, the presence of God just falls. Well, sometimes the presence of fall, God falls in my kitchen and I fall down and he talks to me or I have to sit down. I'm sitting on my computer. I'm like, I think I'll just do this. And the Lord's like, boom. And I'm just like, crying or something. You know, I'm like, Lord, please don't send anybody to visit me right now. They think I'm having a nervous breakdown. I'm just bawling. What are you crying about? I don't know. Just the Lord came. He's talking to me. But it's not this, it's not always this, we've, we've put the presence of like, oh, the presence of God is around the message. It's just, this is just a little thing. Little thing. And so we begin to follow. It's not what this church is doing or that church is doing. It's like, oh, that church has the presence. We better go over there. Oh, that church has the presence. This church, that church, every one of us, the living church together has the presence of God. We don't have to run around looking for it. No, that's not what the presence is. Jordan, put up, put up my fun slime. The hot new church in town starter pack. How many of you guys have seen that? It's like, oh, that's fun to go to a church like that for a season. Oh, we got, everyone's got the uh, pallet wall. We have one in our barn, guys, so, you know. You see people, you, if you follow any churches, they got the signs out there. White shoes. Skinny jeans. No, you should not. Nobody should be. Nobody over the age of twenty-five should be wearing jeans that skinny. 
as a man. Let's <laughs> just say. Nice metal stools. It's the only way you can sit up front. We don't ha- the reason we don't sit is we haven't got those yet. Um, <laughs> the lights, we do, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got to be like the new. And I, I'm laughing about that because we think, well, that's, this is new and fun. That brings a presence. We're in a school, and there's a presence. Amen. You know, we used to be in a barn with some beautiful blue shag carpeting blessed <laughs> on us from the Elvises. And you know what? The presence of God was there. We didn't have heat in the barn sometimes. And the presence of God was there. Sometimes I accidentally didn't know how to light a fire and I started a fire in the wood stove. And God was still there. And he said, send everyone into your house. And sometimes in the house, when I had 30 kids and they were breaking my chairs and my picture frames and my bookshelves and all of this, and the presence of God was there. And I was like, Lord, can we calm it down a little? These things are expensive. And the Lord says, I got the bill. But the presence of God was there. When we do things like at the lion's den and put a chair through the wall. Happened this week. The presence of God was there. <laughs> and he was like, mm-mm. But that's what we need to look and say, it's not about that, all of that stuff. That doesn't bring the presence of God. Like, you guys, if we get a pallet wall in here, the presence of God is going to come. It's not the way it goes, is it? You guys, we have to find Matt really skinny jeans because then the presence of the Lord will be here, right? Seriously, ever see people? And if, you know what? We don't have a worship leader. Is the presence of the Lord here? Yeah. But is the presence of the Lord when they have a big worship team there? Yes, because the presence of the Lord is what we carry. How we, we have it in us, And then also we want it to fall around us. That's like the community of the Holy Spirit coming together. That is, so it's it's not all of those things, you know, that's funny because we actually see that, you know, if you're church people. um, I like to send church memes because it's funny. You can make fun of what you are. (laughs) I was on a binge. The the children group got like a hundred memes. Probably not a hundred. That's an exaggeration, but it'll it'll come. I'll make sure you have a hundred full. Ding, ding, ding. Now we got, you know what? That's what's going to happen. I'm going to start dinging. You know how your phone dings? I'm going to start sending you all those things. And it'll be ding, 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 ding. Then you'll know, you know, the presence of the Lord is there. I'll remind you. But, we, no, but really what it is is what God is doing. The presence is what God is doing what, what, when he's moving, when he's speaking. We need to go whatever way God is going, not whatever way this move of church is going or this this Bible study is going or, or everyone should wear these, you know, WWJD bracelets. No, we need to go where God is going. He moves differently in different seasons. As soon as we get used to it, he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do this. And you're like, but I just got really good at wearing skinny jeans, raising my right hand. Now you're telling me raise my left. I don't know. You know what I mean? No, what is God doing? I want to make sure that we are moving where he's moving, not just in our church. Is something wrong to me? It's dust. Guys are, thank you for getting me off the struggle bus. All right. They are. They represent a big big ministry, so thank you, Lord. All right. So, 
we want to make sure that we have the presence, not just that we're following the move of God in our churches, whether we look like every other church or not. We got to follow what God is saying for this church, this location, this time. Like Nehemiah, they're like, let's come down and talk about this. This doesn't look like what this is what you should be doing. And he's like, I'm sorry, y'all can talk amongst yourself. This is what God told me to do. And it may look crazy and it may look impossible, but this is what I'm doing in this season right now. That's what we need to do for our church and our families. I remember at times people look at my family and think, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't care what you think. Because God has shown, shown us how if we walk in his presence, our family is going to be blessed. It's going to have abundance. We're going to have connection, which is the only goal that God ever set upon the earth. That's the only thing he ever really wanted was connection with people. In our individual life, I want to know that I'm moving the way God is saying to move. I want to be in the presence and not the crowd. You can have a lot of people worshiping. You can be in a stadium with thousands of people lifting their hands to the Lord. But the presence may not be falling there. And it may be. I'm not saying it doesn't fall there. Don't, don't take and be like, she said if you have a big charge, it's not going to fall. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is don't just follow the crowd because that's the way they're going. I, for one, don't want to see Matt dress like a youth pastor or worship leader. I mean, they have some weird combinations of things that they wear. He can't be like, you know, more people would just come to our church if I wore skinnier jeans. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Doesn't that sound silly? You know, if we just got those cool lights, people would come and stay. Because you know what? It may bring people in, but only the presence will keep people connected to the Lord. Only the presence. That's what we have to look at. It is the presence, not, not the crowd. The crowd may be following programs, which can be good or bad. But if you're, if you're following that, what, what happens is eventually it dies out. Because nothing can be sustained without the presence of God. He's been a, he is the beginning and the end. If you take him out, there's nothing there, right? He is everything. <laughs> That's good. So when we follow the presence, we're al- that means that if we really are, understand that, we're always going to be doing the will of God for our life. People may look at you and be like, I don't know what you're doing. But it doesn't matter because you're following the will of God for your life. It may look foolish to the masses, When we lift our hands, people, I'm in a family, like I'm talking about my extended family, the family I grew up in, they, if they can make fun of what God is doing in my life, they will. But I don't care. Because I'm going to be in the presence of God. And it doesn't matter, you know, they may make jokes, but I know that God has led me. I look at my family, I look at my life, I look at the peace I have, the joy. You know, I look at the provision and I'm like, yeah, this may look funny to you, but I know my God. So it it might look weird. You know, people want to, the God moves really funny ways (laughs) sometimes. And I don't know why he does that. You ever notice that and you're thinking, I really hope that's God, you know. Matt did tell me, he prayed, because I said, I don't know how this is going to go. I said, the Lord will not release anything to me until I'm up. So I said, can you pray over me? Because I'm really not sure how today's going to go. So 
little bit ago, you know, and he wasn't listening to me. I was like, okay. And he's like, I am listening to you. I'm just doing, so he comes and he's praying over me. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I should though, just, but I can't. I can't, no, I can't. I'm sure it's not long enough. Um, and he literally, he knows how I am in the presence of God when I'm at home. I may be dancing. I may be doing crazy things. And so he specifically prayed. He's like, Lord, let her follow your spirit, but don't allow her to do cartwheels or somersaults. He prayed that over me today because he knows God will do that and use that at times. Like, it'll be weird things. I mean, if you've ever heard, if you, if you've ever heard the story of the girl standing on her head and saved someone's life, Come see me after. I will share that story with you. You know, so God can use something silly to change change someone's life or save someone's life. So we can have programs. Programs are kind of fun. Like when we, how many guys like the Revive Connects? When we go and we do that and we connect together and we had Activate last year where we learned a lot about the things of God. We heard a lot of people's testimonies. Programs are really great. We can have groups. We can have large numbers. We can have great and awesome worship with lights and, and bands. All of that is really great. But without the presence, it won't last for long. It can't stand. People will get bored. They get burnt out. They get offended because without the presence, our flesh likes to come in. And our flesh likes to be entertained 24-7. Five seconds, you know, we're like, where's my phone? I need to look at something. I mean, (laughs) we get anxiety if our phone is, like, not within reach. You know what I mean? We do. We get bored. We get burnt out. When we're trying to just do everything. Look at me, I'm serving every day, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Ain't ain't I good, ain't I good? And God's like, you already were good. You're already great. You're already enough because you have the blood of Jesus. My son, that's how I see you. That's why we need the presence. Otherwise we begin to do those things. We start looking like the Mary and Martha. Well, how come they always come at 10 one to church and I'm here at 8.30 setting up these lazy people? <sighs> we get offended, right? And God's like, well, maybe I didn't call them to be there at 8.30. Maybe I called them to be there at 10.01. Is that your business? That's a good word right there. The only enduring place we have, the only place we're never going to get burnt out, overworked, stretched too thin, is in the presence of God. I talked about a couple weeks ago that God seems to give me more and I do better because it's no longer me. I know that it's too much for me, so I know that God is working for me. That's the same with the presence. You're never going to get stretched too thin if you're in the presence of God. When, so how, we need to learn how to host the presence well. How to be a good hostess. The presence is in you. You're inviting a community of the Holy Spirit to fall. How do we create that a- atmosphere so it'll be welcoming? If you go into someone's house for a party and, um, you know, they're not ready, they're not even there, the house is a mess and they have no food, How long are you going to stay at that party? If you don't got food for a party, 
Nobody's staying. That is the, you know, we learned, I know that Jaden Jordan, they learned, they learned this rule. You know, I said, hey, you guys are in charge of Revive Connect. And they learned very quickly, didn't you, that if you don't have food, people won't come. Y'all like to eat. We don't have food. You guys are like, yeah, maybe next time, maybe next time. You guys want to help uh, rake leaves? Is there going to be food involved? Oh, not this time. We'll come next time. We'll come next time. I'll be like, you guys want to rake leaves? We're getting pizza. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. I got my leaf blower, my rake, got my gloves on. Come on, let's get this. <laughs> that is different. <laughs> Y'all laughing because you know it's true. You know it's true. You know it's true. <laughs> yes, he does. I ca- He stole three. Oh, no, he, he, he was allowed to have them. He, he borrowed, I don't want him back though, three cheese sticks, crackers. He's starting to feel comfortable, and he realizes, I have this drawer in my kitchen, guys. I don't know how I got on food, but we're going to go here. Um, <laughs> but this drawer in my kitchen, I fill it with snacks. And I'm like, I look at it one day, I'm like, you're going to be gone tomorrow. <laughs> and I open it, and it's all good. But that's good, because you know what? That's how God is. He's always providing for us. He always wants, he wants good for us. Um, and we're not going to get burnt out or offended. We're not going to get mad about that. If I put those snacks in there, and then I'm mad the next day that there's nothing in there, am I real? I'm, I'm in the flesh at that point. See, the presence of God is like he keeps giving. He, if you stay in his presence, he's going to keep filling that up. So <laughs> Matt knows where the hidden snack one is that the kids don't know. So he goes to, you know now? Oh, you've been to my house too many times. So how do we do that? How do we stay in this presence? How do we create an atmosphere that really hosts it well and is tangible and you can feel it? Do you know what it starts with? Our words. Our words, death and life, are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. So if you're putting bitter fruit in there, you're going to get, you know what I mean? You're going to come out with bitter. So it's our words and then our actions and, and worship together. It comes through creating this atmosphere where the presence is welcome, and it's not seen as foolish. It's not, you know, even if it's not... Pr- you know, it's not seen that it's not practical. You know, well, this doesn't fit in our time allowance. This doesn't, this, I'm not comfortable doing this. You know, the Lord's like, I want you to worship me. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to dance. And we're like, how low can I lift them? <laughs> you see me? It's like, I'm right here. There's a video out there that's like, you know, people start to worship. It's like, I'm carrying a big box. You know, my fish was this big. Whoa, back up. And then it's like, raise the roof. <laughs> As you get comfortable, you start with the box. <laughs> then you get the fish. You know, then it's like, I'm not sure about this. Got to keep. So so that's what I'm talking about is we can't be afraid what people are going to think that if God is moving that it's foolish. And it's like, well, you know, I want to do this, but I only have this much time. And God's like, well, you know. He's the creator of time, <laughs> and he can definitely, my mom, I love that my mom always said this, and she said, if you want something done, you're going to ask a busy person. Never ask someone who's not busy, because they don't know how to manage their time. They have one thing in their life, and they're like, oh, I just can't handle this. We know people like that, right? That you're like, you haven't seen busy. 
and you work five hours in a day, you're like, oh, I'm just so exhausted to put my feet up. I need, I need a vacation. And you're like, I just got off 16 hours. I worked at a kid prison. They spit on me. They bit me. They pulled my hair. And the food there, it ain't no party food. And they're like, yeah, I sat behind a desk for five hours, and it was just so difficult. They just haven't got it yet. But that's all right. The Lord still loves them, right? Because that's what he created them for. But you've got to ask a busy person. Because they know that there's no time allowance. That God, If God wants to do something, they're going to make room. Always making room. You know how to open that schedule up. And I love that. And God has shown us to even do that is... We end up seeing God move in so many more people's lives because when someone asks for time with us, we open that time up, and then we see God move. Isn't that cool? But if you never open that time up, and then you're like, how come I never see the presence of God move in people's lives? Well, are you around people? (laughs) It's kind of important if you want to see God move in people's lives. People are kind of a key to that. So I want to read to you guys in John 6, and I'm going to jump around there, so I'm going to start in 63. And it says, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. And then down to 66, this is Jesus talking, and it says, so, or in a minute, it says, and so from that time on, many of the disciples turned their back on Jesus and refused to be associated with him. So this is when Jesus was alive. Did you know that all the disciples just weren't like, oh, you're so great. Everything you say is awesome. We just love you. Do you know that that's not how it always was? I think they were like, why are we following this guy? Let's get together and like, let's let's leave. Or or, I'm not doing that. Here, go take this bread and break it and give it away and it'll feed, you know, 5,000 people. You do it. I'm not doing that because when it breaks, it's going to be less. And you know what? I'm not doing that. We look ridiculous. Here, take a little piece of that. You know what I mean? You don't want to be that guy, right? So we don't really realize that. But if you look, there was 12 disciples, but how many of them do you really know by name? Just a couple, right? Even sometimes I'm like, i got to go through this. Because <laughs> he asked them to follow him, but they weren't all doing, you know, they didn't all get out on the water and walk, did they? Could they have all asked that of Jesus? Mm-hmm. So here this is, he's saying, some of them were kind of turning their back like, weirdo, I don't understand this. And they weren't like, they weren't like Judas, they weren't like that, but they were, they were inside this, you know, thinking, I don't know about this. So Jesus then says to his 12, and you, do you also want to leave? That means they were talking about being like, we're done with you, Jesus. Okay? So he asked that, and you know who spoke? Peter. That's right. We all know Peter, right? You know Peter because he's like, oh, I'm staying. The presence of the Lord is in this man at this time. I'm staying here. And Peter spoke up and said, but Lord, where would we go? No one but you gives us the revelation of eternal life. Right there. He's saying, there's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else besides you. Where would I go? And he said, I'm going to stay in the presence. I'm going to stay where you are. Because there wasn't a Holy Spirit yet, right? Because Jesus had not died. He had not given. He had not risen from the dead. He had not come back and given the Holy Spirit to live in people. They still had to do sacrifice. They still had to do these things to be right with God. 
So for them at that time, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, was with this man. And we think, I couldn't spend a moment without God. That's what Peter was saying. He's like, there isn't anywhere on this earth that, you know, I couldn't, if I'm in your presence, I'm not getting mad. I'm not getting burnt out. I'm not getting offended. I'm with you because I know that's where the presence of God is. God has the words of eternal life. And if we begin to align our words with his presence, we will be there. You know, if we're grumbling and things like that, God doesn't grumble. He's the creator of everything. He doesn't need to complain. Like, he doesn't need to complain. He doesn't need to speak death over things. He just doesn't do that. He speaks life. He speaks life into dead things. I love the word that the Lord gave last week of the dry bones. God can speak into things that have long been dead and put life there. So maybe, maybe your relationship with your children has, you know what? It seems like it is dead and broken. It's not going to be, you know, brought back up. Or your spouse. Or maybe, maybe things, you know, from your past that you thought, this is long dead. I can't, you know, I messed this up. I can't fix this. If God can physically bring flesh back on bones and make them into an army, I'm pretty sure that he can resurrect anything we thought that we, we, uh, um, I don't know the word, but you know, that, that we, that we killed, that we thought, oh, I said this or I did this and I can't come back from. You ever feel like you do something, you can't unring a bell. That's what I'm trying to think. God's like, I can, because I'm the creator of time. But if we speak life into dead things, we're going to be speaking what God is speaking. So we hear the word and through faith, we have to release it. A lot of times we hear the word and then we're like, you know, we don't say anything. He says, you have to hear the word and you release it through faith. God says something to you, now you have to act on it. That's what faith is. God says a lot of things all the time. Why are some areas of my life still struggling? Because I don't act on it. I'm like, can we wait to see, you know, can we, can we switch Hebrews 11:1 around? Faith comes by see. <laughs> I get to see that first. God's like, nah, that's, that's not fun, right? No. In Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. You want to increase your faith? Read what God has done. That is pretty awesome. When I hear that, I'm like, if he can take a million people out that are not sick, I'm pretty sure I can beat this cold. Million people out of country, none of them are sick. Man, that will increase your faith. And you're like, I'm going to believe that. Let's say get healed. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. We, and you know what? We can know what God is saying. People like, I just, I don't, I just don't hear God. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I'm just waiting on the Lord. We already know what God is saying. He wrote an entire book, and then he gave us directions on how to hear him and how to speak that forth, right? He is not going to change his will for us. 
He is not going to do that. So when we're doing that, that's just an excuse to stay in our flesh and do it our way. You already know what God is saying. He says he has plans to prosper you. So if what you're going to do is not going to prosper you, did he say it? No, it's that easy. He says he's going to give you a hope. So if you're hopeless, do you think that God gave you that thought? Is that where his presence lies? Does his presence lie in hopelessness? No. He said he's going to give you a future. That's what God is saying. We know what God is saying, and we can know his will because we've heard the word of the Lord. Every time you read your Bible, every time you're praying, and praying is a conversation, it's a two-way, every time God speaks to you back after you ask him something. Sometimes we just don't like to ask because we don't want to know the answer. Because if we think, if I, la, 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 right? When little kids, my kids, back before I was a great mom, my kids would try to do that. And I would be like, I will rip their hands off their ears. I was like, no, you're listening to me. You better listen to me. It was mostly Layla. You guys, God gave her such a spirit of peace and sweetness. And he took all the sweetness and he just gave that to her because, like, she had to deal with me when I was like, you're going to listen to me. You know, Lana, then the Lord's like, you got this now, Sarah. You learned this lesson. I'm going to give you this beautiful child and her name will be Lana, which means lioness warrior. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. And God's like, yeah, that's so cool. And when I would try to scold her, try to put fear in her, right? I'm big, I'm big, you're little. <laughs> you know, you think, ha, 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 She walked right up to me. I was like, you do that again, you're going to get a spanking. And she walked up to me and she'd be like, mama. Is it, it's, I just, it says green, Jordan. Better behave. <laughs> and you know, she, I would think, oh, she's just so sweet. And you guys, and she was just so beautiful and, and she could just be so sweet. She would just, this little smile. And I'd be like, you can do anything. And so she would get away with things. One time we were at the, this is terrible, but you know, when we were at the store, at the hardware store, and she's like, ha ha, mommy. I was like, you better stop. I tried to scare her because you don't want people to see you yelling at your kids, you know, in public. So I get real close to her. I'm like, you better stop right now. I'm going to pinch your leg. You know, like, you ever do that to your kids? No one can see. And then I thought, and God's like, that ain't right, Sarah. That ain't right. And I was like, but God, she won't let me control her. When I heard that, I thought, oh, and she goes, ha-ha, and she goes running away from me. Now, Lana used to have this beautiful long hair. And I thought, Lord, just one more time. So I start chasing after her. Do you know what I caught her by? Her hair. And she goes, boom, right on the floor. And I was like, oh, honey, you fell. And so all the people come around this child's like flat on the floor. I was like, oh, honey, you fell. And as I help her, I'm like, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Y'all think I'm this great mom. I have, you know, I have mom moments too. I would love to say that she didn't do that again. But you know what? She, like I said, God 
the presence of God was there, and he's like, I created her to be a warrior. And she is going to balk against everything that you're trying to do that is not of me. And I thought, oh, man. I can't even say I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. You just took all my fun away, Lord. <laughs> but it's been so good. And so when we act on what God really has for us, instead of doing it the way we think, you know, that didn't benefit my kids in those few moments, right? No, it didn't. But, you know, when I started saying, God, what do you say about this? What do you say about raising children? What do you say about that? Then I began to hear the word of the Lord over our family, and the presence of God is there. And you probably, when you walk into our house, it feels good, doesn't it? The presence of God is there, because that's what we do. We, we have action. We act on faith before we see the results. Sometimes you have to do things. Sometimes God's like, I want you to just raise your hands, just cry out to me, you know, pray, you know, be on your knees, you know, whatever it is. We know that God asks things like that because we see it in his word all over, right? Dance, all these things. Um, And it may seem illogical in the natural. You know, God, why am I dancing here in my living room by myself, worshiping? Layla, why am I dancing here? (laughs) by myself Um, I don't know why God moves that way I don't know but in the in the natural it seems weird but in the spiritual God could be breaking off chains he could be breaking off spirit of doubt on us he could say you know I want you guys to pray and he, he could be bringing healing to our body to our spirit, to our soul. We don't know why God asks us to do things like that because we're thinking in the natural that looks weird, but God's like in the spiritual, in the supernatural, this is amazing. If you saw what was happening right now, chains that you have been carrying for years are being broken off by being obedient to what I'm asking you to do. The obedience of the action lets loose the presence of God. You ever notice sometimes when we're worshiping and all of a sudden it seems like you raise your hands at that moment, you're like, I don't know if I want to, or you start singing or you're clapping. All of a sudden, do you see the presence move and just all of a sudden people around you are all doing that and it's like this huge thing because the presence fell and people start picking up like, oh yeah, I know that's the presence. And we start being obedient and we see God doing different things and he releases stuff in that moment. He releases stuff in that moment. Sometimes the way God speaks and moves and does miracles is just not logical. It doesn't seem to fit in a building or seem normal. It doesn't fit in the how this should look. But may, I, I don't know why God does it that way. I personally think, so don't be like, Sarah said this was in the Bible. I don't know, this is my thought, Okay. Maybe God's just trying to get us out of our heads, out of our own thinking, out of our own wants and needs, and he's trying to get us back into the spirit of who we are created to be, our everlasting part of us, our spirit man. Because that's what's going to be eternal. So all these things that look foolish in the flesh, he's like, in the eternal, it's going to look different. When the presence is released, the atmosphere changes. That's what I was talking about during worship at times. You know when the presence is released because the atmosphere changes. What can we do to align 
the atmosphere that we carry around us with what God is doing. Because when we do that, then it's like this shift and it's like this tangible presence that you can just feel and see and you see it moving in your life and on other people's life and you can just walk into an area and you can feel it. You ever walk in somewhere and you're like, this feels good. But you can also walk in somewhere and say, whoo, no thank you, right? When we speak what we speak every day in our life, that's the atmosphere we're going to have. So if you're speaking negative stuff, or I never have enough, or this is bad, or this is hard, or all these things all the time, I mean, sometimes we, ha- sometimes we just have to get it out and be done with it. But I'm saying is, if that's what you're speaking all the time, that's what's going to be around you. You know, do we carry peace? Do we carry joy? Do we carry freedom? Do we carry fun? Is that around us? Is that the atmosphere we have? Are you that fun guy, you know? Or are you the Debbie Downer? Wah, wah. You know, people are like, I, there's times I've had to separate friendships because I just couldn't listen to every time you come. It was like, wah, wah, the sun is shining. Look at the sun is shining. Oh, but it's hot. Oh, it's winter. It's cold. Look how beautiful the snow is, but it's cold. You're like, oh, it's springtime. It's just right. It's too wet. Oh, it's fall. Look at the beautiful colors. Everyone's driving everywhere to look at the leaves. There's so much traffic. And you're like, well, we don't got any more seasons besides road construction. I know you ain't going to like that one. (laughs) I mean, I don't like that. So whatever you have, if you have peace and joy and fun and freedom, great. That's the atmosphere you have. If you have negative, you know, attitude, bitterness, you're always tired or anxiety or fear, anger, that's the atmosphere that's going to be around you. And you'll find that people that have joy and freedom and love and peace, they don't like to partner their atmosphere with people who have negative and anxiety and anger and fear. You know, they're not going to probably be your best friend. <laughs> they're going to be like, that's a lot of scariness. Let me introduce you to Jesus. You just throw Jesus over there. Get over there, Jesus. I ain't going over there. You go over there. And then just like, oh, wait, but I, I actually called you. <laughs> then you're like, is this close enough? And he's like, closer, closer. Oh, that one was just fun. The positives, those positive things, they align with the word of God, the word of the Lord. And so then his presence has a place to be, to rest, you know, to come in and move. That's what you're doing. It's not that the presence of God ever leaves you, but it has a place to rest when we choose that. So we we get to create that part, the atmosphere around us, so we can choose wisely. Nope. Uh, then I'm trying to find where I am. Sorry, guys. Then, so basically, then a surefire way to release the presence over yourself and others in the community is through things like worship and, and sharing your testimony and things like that and doing what God has said. So if you come in and you're releasing that, that atmosphere, it says in Psalms 22, 3, it says, but you are holy, O you who inhabits the praises of Israel. God inhabits our praises. When we're speaking good about God, when we're worshiping the Lord, when we're singing to the Lord, you know, and, and sometimes I think just, sometimes I just love saying to God over and over, 
God, you are so good. You're so good to me. I love you. You're so good to me. You're so good. You're such a good God. And you know what happens is then he brings all the things to me that of how good he is and everything that he's done. And I'm like, wow, you really are good. I just, sometimes we, he, that's where my praise is. I'm praising him. I'm worshiping. I'm just thanking him. And that means that he's there. It says it inhabits. When you inhabit something, you live there, right? That means God is living in me when I do that. You know, praise opens us up. If you want the easiest way to know, how do I get in the presence? Praise. Just praise. If you're like, I'm not sure, like how, I don't know that much of the Bible yet. I don't know if my words are aligning. Great, we'll start with praise. You can say, God, I love you, right? That's easy. If you don't know anything else, you can say, God, I love you. God, you are good. And, and it opens up. It gives a place for the presence to fall. Thus it has that powerful impact. Your atmosphere begins to connect with other people's atmosphere who are also talking about the goodness and the love of God. And the, Because the presence needs to be central in everything we do and all we are. We need to recognize it in everything. It doesn't just happen when we come to church during the, the 15 minutes that we are doing praise and worship. It's all the time. You know, prophecy, discernment, those gifts are key to be to get good at recognizing, to discern the atmosphere, the situations, the people, the emotions. When God speaks, you're speaking. If you're like, I don't know when God is moving, get better at discerning. See what God's word says about that. So being in the presence of God will be natural for you. That's the goal. We want it to be natural. We want being in the presence of God to be all the time. We don't have to constantly, you know, speak like, you know, if we only spoke words out of the Bible, you know, we just did scripture for everything. Would you like a cup of milk? The Lord says that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not talking like that. You got to know the character, right? Being in the presence of God needs to be natural. You know, you could be having a full-on conversation, having fun, and then guess what? God always comes in, doesn't he? And you're thinking, we were just talking about something like that, and now God is here, and, and he's just doing what he does. We had somebody come to our house one time, and we were just sitting in the living room, and we were we kind of worshiping a little bit. Then we were just talking, and they're like, whoa. I'm like, what? They're like, I, I just being in here, like, the presence is falling, and we're all like, ha, ha, ha. We're like, this is, like, normal. Like, we didn't even, we're like, yeah, it's here because that's normal. But I thought, not, that's not normal for everybody. Some people are like, God, get out for a little bit. I want to do this on my own. I want it to be so normal that I don't even recognize that, I'm, that the presence is falling on us and moving and doing. It's just so natural to us. That's the goal. Recognizing our own lives and other people's lives. And, and you're going to be able to partner with that. That's what we want to do. So your words. The first thing is, get your words lining up with God. Worship. Don't be afraid to look foolish. I mean, if Matt really wants me to, I'll do a card. <laughs> I'm just joking. Don't be afraid to look foolish. The presence of God is living in us. We want to be able to partner community-wise. And so when the presence of God is in us, then it also is around us. And when God wants to move we know that he wants to move. We know that he wants to do something because we are aware of him all the time. So let's pray.